Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you shift your vibe and radiate self-love so you'll naturally create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Rachel Cheryl. She's an amazing dating and relationship coach for women, and she helps them tap into their feminine energy so they can have the love they've always dreamed of. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Oh, thanks so much, Helena. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. We recently recorded a podcast on how to handle broken trust in dating and relationships. And that podcast got such an amazing response. I knew I had to bring you back on for a live broadcast. So say hi in the chat, everyone who's watching live on Bullhorn. Let us know where you're watching from. And today we're talking about the art of receiving receiving, as you probably already know, is a very feminine energy quality, and it can be difficult for a lot of us. Rachel, I did a live stream over on my YouTube channel a week or two ago on four feminine traits that make a man fall in love, and receiving was one of them, and I got so many requests to do a live broadcast on receiving specifically, so I'm so excited to be talking about this topic with you today. What's the first thing you have to say about the art of receiving? Awesome. Yeah. So I would just say, well, I think this concept and a couple of points I was hoping to make today is, you know, the, the art of receiving you in order to kind of master that you must understand the two most important things about it. And that is one, why do you struggle with receiving, you know, to ask, you must ask yourself why where in my life am I resisting? Where is resistance popping up? And then two, really understanding um, the power of receiving and how your ability to receive from a man is the greatest gift you can give to him. So it's it's really interesting because, um, you know, most of us feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at receiving. You know, I, I receive you know, you might think that, but then when it comes to love, somehow energetically and subconsciously, you, a lot of women will tend to have walls that pop up and come up out of nowhere. And, you know, they're, they're in this like guarded mode all of a sudden when someone wants to actually give to them, there's a lot of things that pop up for all of us when people want to give to us and in this context obviously romantically which is one of the biggest things that can sabotage your ability to really draw a man in when you put that resistance up and you do not allow allow them to give to you if that makes sense i know i kind of said a lot there but do you know what I'm saying, Helena? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it can be easy to receive from maybe a stranger or someone you don't care about all that much, right? But when it comes to that person you really like, or when it comes to your partner, maybe it can be a little more difficult. Or, you know, that's just an example. Maybe it could be easy with that person, but difficult in other situations. I actually put yeah. a poll on the screen for everyone listening live on Bullhorn. How difficult is it for you to receive? 
somewhat difficult, not difficult at all. It depends on the situation or very difficult. So get your votes in and we'll talk about this. My guess is that it would probably depend on the situation, but we always love hearing from you guys. I love getting this immediate feedbacks. So Rachel, I think mm -hmm. so many of us have been brought up sort of placing our value and our worth on what we can do and accomplish and give to others. Mm -hmm. And I know in dating and relationships, especially it can be easy to think that we have to like do things constantly, right? Or just show mm -hmm. a man everything we have to offer and give to him. And of course, if anyone's tried that, you know that that actually just pushes that man away and it decreases his desire to come closer. It decreases his attraction for you. But mm -hmm. Rachel, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, where it comes from and how to start to turn this around so you can become a magnet to that man you want or to your partner by learning how to receive. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, you kind of hit something I really wanted to go into, which was, which is, um, our, we are, we have such a deep seated social and societal conditioning, um, on both ends of the spectrum where, you know, we're, we're this like powerhouse woman who wants to go, go, go. And then, but then we're like, oh, but I don't know, should I be submissive? Like there's this like very like big spec, like big spectrum and we tend to go to one extreme to another and so much of that stems from fear so fear is probably the root cause of of all of this you know because we fear that we're not good enough so then we over over deliver over function over give we're giving or we're we're going hard at something whether you know it's like your career I think I I posted a quote. I think it's a pretty famous quote. I don't even know where it came from recently, but it says, don't chase your man like you chase your career. And I just love that because I think that, you know, oftentimes we don't real, we're so used to really chasing and working after, uh, really chasing and, and, um, chasing our dreams, right? We're working hard. We're climbing the ladder. We're doing all these things. We're, um, you know, we're, we're just, we'll work our butts off essentially <laughs> to accomplish these goals in our life. And so then that ends up dumping over into our romantic relationship. And this actually is the one thing that tends to be the detrimental point of your relationship because you start treating your romantic relationship or your man the same way that you treat, you know, chasing after and working hard for everything else. When in actuality, there's nothing that you have to do. There is no urgency that needs to, there's nothing urgent. But our conditioning, our societal conditioning, our whole society is go, go, go. It's that masculine drive energy. So we get in this habit of, oh, I have to just, I have to go, 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 do, do, do. I have to perform essentially. And so then we end up performing for a man without even realizing. And I think that's the scary part is most women don't even notice or realize they are doing that and performing when someone take an actor, for example, is performing a show, so to speak, that is action oriented. It is giving, you are giving the crowd entertainment and you're doing that in order to typically get approval or validation. And so the same thing happens, you know, in our relationships is we don't realize all the subtle ways that we perform essentially for a man, which actually moves us out of an authentic, moves us out of our authentic selves. And 
this is just us guarding ourselves. It's us thinking that it's this pre-programming that, oh, I have to prove my worth. I have to convince these people. I have to, I have to seek, I have to get, I have to gain their approval. And so this causes us to constantly stay in that giving active energy. And then we're, there's no, literally no space for a man to come into your world, into your life. And so I think that the biggest, I would say the biggest thing is that social, you know, social and societal conditioning, as well as honestly, it's a lack of self-worth. I, I know that's an overplayed word, but it just, it is. And there's, there's parts of ourselves that are feeling like we have to outsource validation. We have to get validation outside of ourselves. And when we do that, we actually lose ourselves. We, we don't tend or care for ourselves anymore. And that is felt, that is seen by the man. And then in turn, those around you don't end up caring for you or don't have a pathway to give to you essentially. So, I mean, I'm, there's so much on this. So I, I want to wow. hear your thoughts. Oh my gosh. Too. I'm loving everything you're saying. Wow. I, <laughs> and everyone in the chat is, is to hide Angela, Jennifer, Kelly, Jill. Angela says, so good to hear this info. Ella says it's difficult to receive from strangers or in subtle ways, like remembering people can or want to give. <laughs> it's not natural. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think what resonated for me the most with what you just said is the fact that we feel this need to perform for a man, right? <laughs> Even yeah. in very subtle ways, like just trying to, you know, show him that you're a really easygoing, cool, sweet, understanding person right if we can do yeah. this without realizing it it's like in our being to want to like just try and please a man or fit ourselves into some box that we think is going to be more attractive to him and yeah. it's counterintuitive because that's actually the opposite of what you want to do and with the right person i've really found just like you said it doesn't take much it doesn't take all these things that you think you need to do to be feminine or be attractive really truly yeah. who you are as a person is more than enough for the right guy mm -hmm. but with the people who aren't quite right for us maybe they fit into our old patterns of what love felt like to us earlier in life right and those are the guys mm -hmm. we feel the most attracted to like if they're emotionally unavailable or a little avoidant or something like that mm -hmm. we feel the need to like show them every single thing we have to offer and it just never works. It's just this endless loop or cycle, yeah. right? But really oh, yeah. who you are is enough. And something I say, it's maybe a little controversial, but <laughs> a quote that I've posted before that I came up with was uh, masculine energy men actually cannot fall in love and truly connect with us when we're giving to them and doing things for them constantly. They actually fall in love when they're giving to us. Like yeah. you have to demonstrate that you can receive from a man in order for him to truly feel connected to you and fall in love. I would love to hear if you agree with that or not, or any of your thoughts on that. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is the truth. Um, I, I totally agree with that. And that's, that's something I really wanted to talk about on this little live we're doing is reminding women, um, what, like, uh, reminding them of the very nature of the masculine. So the very, like, if you go into caveman time, so to speak, I guess, like if we didn't have all the technology and the things that we have, and we were just left into in survival mode, you would see these dynamics sort of play out, but I won't go too much into that. But, you know, I think that girls really need to understand that a man 
one of his deepest desires, like this innate desire that he has is to be the hero in the story, right? So whatever the story is, he just longs to be the hero to his counterpart, you know, to the, to that feminine and the feminine side. And so I think that what happens is, is as women step in to take hero role, so to speak, right? Because it's like, okay, what does the hero do? Like in any story we read, well, the hero is solving the problem, right? He's, he is finding solutions to the issues that are happening in the palace and the kingdom. So if there's a palace in the kingdom, the hero of the story is saving the day. Well, saving the day broken down is he is finding solutions to all the problems that are happening all around. And what happens is, is us women are so used to doing that at work all day. And so we are, so then we treat our man the same way. And then there is no space again, no space for him to give to you. And so I think that, you know, if you understand that, if you can really truly grasp, like I try to tell girls, I want you to actually tell yourself when you go into this scarcity mode, when you go into this, I need to grip tighter. I need to make something happen. I need to squeeze and hold on to him tighter, which is kind of control. You know, when I feel this anxiousness, this anxiety, I want you to actually remind yourself, sit there and remind yourself, calm yourself down, even lean your whole body back in, in, into your couch, get into some grounding position and just remind yourself, this man is capable of being a hero and I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him, I'm going to see what he does without me doing anything. I don't need to be the hero. And actually that's very refreshing for the woman to actually, I hope that anybody who's listening to this can realize when you release the grip of hero and this like identity of I'm the hero, when you release that and you let go of it, you allow space in your realm of life for a hero to come and kind of save your day. I'm, I'm using this kind of as an analogy, but you know, you get the point, you know, it's, it's this hero, the hero wants to fix. And what's funny is when you talk to women, they, that's, that's actually what they desire. I, at least the girls that I think Helena, you and I, um, you know, coach our, our type of audience tends to desire a man to be the hero in their life. They don't actually want to be the one who has to save the day all day, every day. And actually that's quite exhausting. And, but the issue is, is that we don't have to do that. I tell girls just do less, <laughs> like whatever you're doing, do less of that. And that, that will help. So if you feel this need to give your man all of these things to, um, serve him, right. Um, try to let go of that and, and, and realize that this man is capable. He is a grown man. He is a grown man and he is very capable of doing all of the things that you are going to. So, you know, help quote, help him with, he doesn't actually (laughs) need help. And yeah. we're, and when you start giving him that help, help you, the help you think he needs or will make him like you more, it's literally exactly what you said. You said it's counterintuitive. It's it literally does the opposite, which I know sounds funny, but if if girls can just learn to ground themselves, hold themselves in place rather than just falling forward into the man, if you can ground yourself, the man will actually come to you. 
he will literally have space to come to you energetically. And I think that's just overlooked so much, but anyway, what I, I hope that kind of made oh, sense. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you can see these uh, messages in the chat. We'll get to your <laughs> questions at the end, but everyone is resonating with this so much myself okay. included. You know, I always say, if you have to help a man ask you out, I mean, showing interest is one thing, right? Responding and being open and warm. But if you have to like constantly nudge him along and prompt him just to get a date or get him to text mm. you back or call you you're trust me that is gonna play out in all different kinds of ways you're gonna have to help him all along and mm. in relationships too I have an example just from last night this is such a dumb example but it like proves the point like we're we're about to go to bed and I forgot to like get socks because my feet get cold sometimes when I sleep and you know I'm obviously perfectly capable of going upstairs and grabbing a pair of socks but I said oh I forgot got my socks again my husband you know runs upstairs grabs a pair of socks for me comes down wants to put them on my feet for me you know (laughs) why are you doing this I could have done that you know I would you know I could have ran upstairs you didn't have to do that it's like no I want to be your hero like even in just the tiniest little ways but even in like just such a silly example like that I feel resistance coming up like oh I should have probably done that or something right so I think Mm. it's in all of us even if we're practiced at being in our feminine energy it can be difficult to just receive these little tiny things, but they make all the difference in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, absolutely. Um, I was just, I was reading some of these. I am seeing. I know. So, yeah. Hi to <laughs> Tiffany and everybody. Denise says it's amazing how effortless everything is with the right man experiencing this now. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. Angela says, this is so helpful. Was so blessed to have two men to compare. I felt I had to perform for one and it didn't work. He's gone now. The second man, I was myself and it's so easy, effortless and safe to be with. He became my hero. Oh my goodness. Aww. Yes. That is and exactly you- what we're talking about. Like textbook. Yeah. I see this happen over and over in pretty much every woman who turns these patterns around. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would just like to give an example. I I think these live little examples are good. I love that story with your husband. That's adorable. Um, And, you know, and by the way, one thing I want to add is that, you know, this is, this is what happens when you are with a healthy masculine man, because a lot of people get confused, you know, with a guy who seems very masculine on the outside, but, you know, really operates in that feminine energy, which, you know, which tends to fall in that narcissistic category, which is a whole nother topic. But I just wanted to add, like, if you are wondering, you know, if your man doesn't do that, they could be operating more in that wounded masculine state. But again, that's another thing. I wanted to also give an example, kind of similar to yours, Helena, where my husband, when I was dating him, I was so intentional about embodying my feminine energy and it required a lot from me because it required me to slow slow myself down. It required me to take all my misindependent, you know, energy and kind of drop it, release it essentially. And anyways, one day I, I had a little cough and this, I don't know, it was 2019 or 2018. I can't remember. I had a little cough and, you know, just like a little minor cold back when like minor colds, no one cared about. <laughs> now everyone's like, oh my God, COVID. So COVID was not a thing. I just had a minor cold back then. But um, I I was sitting there and my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. He was like, oh, do you want me to get you, uh, you want me to make you some hot tea? And I was like, and I remember 
my natural instinct to want to say, no, 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 you don't have to do that. But I, I was really practicing my feminine energy. And I said, Rachel inside my head, let him give to you. And I said, I was like, yeah, that'd be nice. You know, I said all sweet and everything. I was like, yeah, that would be nice. And so he gets up and he makes me a hot tea and he brings it back to me. And he goes, Hey, I, I didn't really have that many options. I'm not even, sh- I'm not really sure if you're going to like this hot tea, but, um, but here you go. And I was thinking, I mean, it can't be bad. You know, I was like, Oh no, no, it's fine. So I take a sip of it and it actually really was gross, <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> um, it was some like passion, it was just a very funny taste and I really didn't like it. And I was also practicing being authentic. Right. So I wasn't just going to say something I didn't, that wasn't true. Right. And so I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, that is kind of, that's a little, that's a little much, you know, I said something like that. And he goes, he goes, Oh, I, I can make you another one. I'll make you another one. And again, I wanted to say, no, 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 don't do that. You don't have to go out of your way. You know, I don't need it. Like I really, all that resistance energy, it popped up inside of me. And that's like, that was my old self, my old, very masculine driven femininity I was operating in. And again, I remember saying, oh, okay. And I let him, it was this allowing, you know, I allowed Mm -hmm. him to get Mm -hmm. to me. So he gets up, he goes and makes me a different one and he brings it back. And I go, oh, I was like, thank you so much. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. And then he goes, oh, it's no problem. And he goes, you know, I love taking care of you. And in that moment, it was like the biggest light bulb moment. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like there, it was like magic playing out in my life because I kept, I allowed, I let him give to me. I let him, um, serve me, even though obviously the resistance came up. I see in a comment, one of the girls said, I really have a difficult time receiving because I have always had the feeling it could be held against you at some point. Yes. I want to get to that next. I I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Tell me everything you have to say on that because who cannot relate to that, right? Absolutely. And that's, I just, I know I'm so glad you're so funny. We're totally vibing because I was like, that's, that's good. Um, because that's so common, exactly that, that comment. And what happened was, is that my old conditioning, okay, was popping up. It was rising up and wanting to say, no, 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 you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to give that to me. But I stopped myself. I was in such awareness of the masculine and feminine dynamic that I actually stopped myself from, from speaking that resistance. And I instead allowed him to give to me and I allowed him to give to me twice. And in the end, he loved it. He was like, you know, I love giving to you. And so I think that we forget that's back going back to the hero thing, which we can go back to her comment, but I just want to finish this thought, you know, that was, that's the hero thing, allowing space for your man to give to you. You do this by coming into awareness of how much you're always stopping and not allowing people to give to you. And that comment that was left, you know, I really have a difficult time receiving um, because I've always, I've always had the feeling it could be held against me at some point. I want you to really ask yourself, why, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like me receiving from this man will be held against me at some point? Well, the reality is, is that in your past, you've probably experienced 
that you've probably had that happen to you. Someone's given to you, but they were kind of lording and holding it over you, right? And what I would like to say to that is that somebody who gives and then holds it against you later on was not truly giving to you to begin with. And so somebody who gives, when someone's authentically truly giving, they're giving, expecting nothing in return. And so I think that's a whole thing that us women and just people in general need to be aware of, you know, and then I would ask yourself, and I'm not saying that you do this, but a lot of times the things that we fear are some, are things that we have done before. And that's a whole nother concept. And again, that's probably not this person's case, but I'm just saying like, you know, sometimes we fear things because we have done that ourselves where mm. maybe like, you know, I know I've done that, you know, I do that. I catch myself doing that all the time. Like yeah, you <laughs> in very somebody. subtle ways. Yeah. yeah I'm not trying to just... be controlling, but it's kind of like, Oh, did you like that? Right. It was just yeah. like really, really subtle. Exactly. Hey, you remember when I did that for you? I mean, like I do it, we all do that, you know, and that's, that's a real thing. So it's, it's a matter. It's really comes in back to like living authentically and keeping your, your own integrity with yourself. Because if you, the things that we do are the, whether good or bad are the things that we tend to expect from others, as well as the things that people around us have done to us, especially in close proximity, a mom, a dad, a friend, a sister, um, an ex-boyfriend, like if they have done something that was out of integrity like that to us, then our expectation is we, we create that story around anyone else who wants to get close to us. So I would challenge that, you know, that thought and just say, hey, you know, begin to get curious about where are these things coming from? Are they, were they true then? And then you can assess that. And if it was, you can say, yeah, that, that was true. They did want something in return for me. Okay. Was that authentically giving? Eh, probably not. Okay. So is that true right now? Is that going to be true with everyone I meet? Well, no, it's not. It won't always play out that way. That's a little false narrative that we begin to build inside, which causes us to resist and making it hard for you to receive. So, I mean, it's deep stuff. There's a lot there to unpack and a lot of, you know, levels. And that's why I'm such a fan for like going to counseling and like, you know, or doing coaching programs where you can really work through those deeper dynamics of where, where's the root? What's the root here that's actually causing me to distrust everyone who might want to actually give pure kindness to me. Yeah. I mean, it's such a common thing. And by the way, this is true for all areas of your life. I see a comment in the chat from Tiffany yeah. about a family member who, who helped her. And then later she was expected to do something for them. I mean, for myself personally, just growing up, I got this programming of like, Never depend on a man. Be your own person. Don't yeah. ever let a guy tell you what to do. Don't and and these are great things, you know. And it sort of I think drove me to become extremely ambitious and driven. I mean, I have a lot of masculine energy, and that's not a bad thing. It right. Uh, I use it a lot, but I think it's coming from my feminine desire to help people and just to put this amazing information out there in the world. And I've learned how to really balance it, right? But I think that programming of like, if you allow someone to give to you now, you're vulnerable of being controlled or you need mm. to be independent. You need to be. And I think it's great. I think you can absolutely be super independent, incredibly successful, 
you know, and be able to lean back and receive from a man when it comes to your love life. Mm. I think that there's this misconception that, you know, men just want this like damsel in distress sort of woman who has no motivation to like take care of herself. And that's definitely not what we're talking about here. That's, those are signs of a woman who's in her wounded feminine energy. And in my opinion, if you're coming from that place, you're in danger of attracting a man, like you said, Rachel, in his wounded masculine who can be Mm. controlling or manipulative. So it's not about just like not being able to handle your own life or take care of things for yourself. I would love to give the distinction there because I don't want people to think that you're you're supposed to just like let a man do everything for you and come rescue you from your own (laughs) life, right? Oh, 100%. I'm really glad you hit that because I think that, yeah. I, I would I want to say that you know it's it's a it's a shifting on an energetic level that you just need to learn the ebb and flow of and I think that you know I mean I I love being successful I actually love being pretty independent um, in my relationship and so where I find power is where it's like. I know I can do that, right? Like, I know I can make the hot tea for myself. I can. Like, Mm -hmm. and I know I'm very confident in myself and my ability to do these things. So if he doesn't give it to me, if he doesn't give to me, oh, it doesn't matter. But if he would like to give to me, well, okay, sure, go ahead. Of course I can do that on my own. You know, so it's like, it's, it's more or less where you fall into kind of that dangerous, like wounded feminine is where you really truly are dependent on someone for survival. And I think that we shouldn't be dependent on anyone for survival. You know, we, because we are our greatest caretaker. We are our greatest cheerleaders, our own greatest cheerleaders, our own greatest advocate like you are always going to be the number one person who can truly tend and care and love yourself and that is actually part of what makes you very um radiant and magnetic as well is your ability to be the successful woman that you are but what makes it what makes the flow happen and the mm, if it's like, you know, the fit, the fit happen essentially is where, you know, not when both of you aren't bullhead giving, right. Mm -hmm. One of you gets to give, one of you is the, is on the receiving end. And you, if you want to talk about a queen, you as the woman, a queen, I, I love the analogy of the queen. I know it's, it gets overplayed, but I think it can't be said enough, but the queen, all she does is sit in her throat. I mean, that's not all she does, but it's what she does most of the time. She sits and she's being adorned. She is being just taken care of by everybody, but she's also powerful. She holds power, but she's not exerting that power all the time. You know, she just Mm -hmm. sits there and she receives from everybody who gives to her. And when she's in the carriage, Like if I'm going back, like painting picture here, but if she's traveling in her carriage and she comes to a ditch in the road, does the queen get out of the carriage to build a little mini bridge for her to cross? No, she doesn't. The men, all these men jump out and they build this little bridge and they are serving, taking care of her, um, making sure that she's okay. Could the queen do it herself? Yeah, probably she could. 
because she's kind of a bad A woman, but she doesn't need to, right? So it's just, it's really coming into really knowing your worth, knowing that you're actually so high value, you're so highly, um, your worth is so high and so, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but you know, it's, it's so raised up that there is actually nothing you need to do except show up and your very beautiful feminine essence is all that you need. It is the gift. There is nothing else that needs that you need to do to prove or convince or perform or try to get him to do anything. And if you find yourself in a place where you feel like you have to get him to do something, or your goal is to try to get him to shift, get him to shift, get him to change, that is not going to set you up for a successful relationship. The mm. only thing that you should work on shifting is your own energy. And, and then when you do those things, when you make your little shifts here and there, whatever that needs to be, um, your man is going to shift one way or the other. He's either going to be drawn into you or he will prove to you that he has no capability of showing up to be the hero that you truly desire. So it's, oh, it's again, that. it's deep, you know, but I, I, I'm, I'm I think that's like, great. Yeah. I, it hits on another point. Yeah. This isn't about like molding a man into some sort of robot. That's only there to serve you. Like, right. But it's yeah. the women who are drawn to this work that will never happen because they tend to be really compassionate with huge hearts, have so much empathy and all the patience and understanding in the world for everyone else, but they tend to lack that for themselves. So just putting your toe into this receiving thing just a little bit can get you the biggest, most dramatic results in your love life, right? So it's yeah. not about, you know, giving to get or doing this because you're trying to get something in return. It's just like you said, Rachel, I love that. You're leaning back to create the space to see, does this man step forward or not? Is he capable of being a true partner rather than you being the one leaning forward and trying to push things along and help him and everything like that, right? I think that's so important. Oh, I just wanted yeah. to highlight that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, I mean, there's a good little question. Here. I Somebody... was just going to get to that. Yes. You're reading my mind. Yeah. She says, <laughs> I, was, I was told I have essentially emasculated my boyfriend because I did not receive well. Wow. So interesting. Right. She yeah. says, if you have been this way forever, it seems, how do we convert this dynamic and learn to receive in baby steps? What a phenomenal question, Rachel. I'd mm -hmm. love to hear any practical tools you have around this. I think that would actually be helpful for everybody. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, one of the things that I tell all my girls all the time and um, in my programs and stuff is, you know, one of the greatest things, like one of the homework assignments I give them, and so I'll give you this, <laughs> whoever is listening to this, if you struggle to receive, like you just said, I've, I've been doing this forever and so ingrained and just doing and all these things, I challenge you, my challenge is in your everyday life, look for ways to allow all the people around you to give to you. So I, I tend to say, look for ways to allow men to give to you. So that's, that's what I really want you to do. But if, you know, there's not always men around you all the time. So maybe it's your mother, maybe, maybe your mom wanted to make you dinner or something. And you're always like, no, no, I have this, I have that, you know, I'm busy. I, I can't or whatever it is. That is a point, that is a, that is a form of receiving. 
oh, mom, I would love that. Thank you so much. And, and experience and kind of come into this awareness. Wow, she's really giving to me right now. You know, this is so nice. I'm, I am worth giving to. Um, another thing is like, you know, I always say, let's say this is just little practical baby steps. So let's say you are walking up to the coffee shop and you and another man are walking up to the door at the same time, almost the same pace. But what you would normally do is just beat the person to it, open the door and then open it for him and whoever. Okay. This could be the grocery store anywhere. I want you to actually notice when you and another person, particularly a man, would be great for the practice of just getting that feminine, that masculine energy um, giving to you, essentially. And um, slow yourself down. You're both walking up to a door, grocery store, the, um, you know, the coffee shop or something. And rather than being the one who gets there before everybody, actually slow yourself down and say, oh. Rachel told me to slow down when I'm walking up here <laughs> and let the man open the door first for you. And if he opens it for you, which, you know, that still is around these days, thankfully, <laughs> if he opens it for you, I want you to walk in, look him in the eyes and say, thank you so much for opening the door for me. I really appreciate that. And that is just a form of one learning how to connect and eye contact. And this isn't about trying to like, get a man to come towards you in that moment is just practicing these little mm -hmm. practical baby steps. Even if it's, you know, um, the barista, you know, I use coffee shops. People go to coffee shops a lot, but you know, maybe it's the person who's bagging your groceries and it's, it's a man look at him in the eye and say, thank you so much. You make me feel so taken care of something like that. And it's awkward and it feels unnatural for you to say that, but there's a reason it feels unnatural because you're so used to being on the other side of the spectrum. So once you begin to practice these little mini baby steps of receiving from people, and I want you to also catch yourself the moment you're like, I got it, or I'm going to do that. Like a guy will say, let me, do you need help with your bags? Do you need help with your books? Or you need, you need some help with that? And I swear all of us are like, no, no, I got it. I got it. Like a 21st century girls are like, no, no. And instead of doing that, say, yeah, I would really appreciate that. Thank you. So that is, those are little mini steps that, I mean, that's like one, there's many, but I mean that I, you, I don't want to overwhelm anybody here because really baby steps, you must take each little mini baby step and you need to do them, you know, like we can hear these things all day long, but are we actually implementing ways? And when you start to receive from all the random men around you, let me tell you what will happen when you meet a guy that you really like, it will be, it will feel natural for you to receive from him because you have practiced so much of that already rather than not ever practicing it. And then you get to the date and you're like, no, no, I got, you know, and you're just, you're, you're feeling out of sorts. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, that's one, that's one. Uh, I don't know if you had any I, that you wanted to add to. Oh, I could think of so many, but I love the ones you shared. It's like building that muscle. So then when you do get in front of a man who you're actually attracted to, <laughs> you're not going to like default back to your old programming. Um, mm. The example that's coming to mind is like compliments, because you could do this all throughout the day with men, women, 
you know, older people, children, someone gives you a compliment. I know for me personally, my first instinct is to like deflect and turn it back onto them. So if someone says, I like that shirt you're wearing, oh, I've had this for 10 years. Oh my gosh, it's so old. You know, oh, I really like your shirt though. Right. And it's just this constant, uh-huh. quickly turning it back onto the other person. Like you don't want to receive that. So actually just looking in their eyes, smiling and saying, oh, thank you. That feels so good. It's so difficult for so many of us. Right. So, um, yeah, this is really, really great. Angela says, I also incorporate daily affirmations to get used to feeling or deserving all of this great attention. Amazing. And the woman whose question we answered said, thank you. So this has been phenomenal, Rachel. I mean, we could probably do so many more episodes (laughs) just on this or all the little nuances that come up around this. So I would love to bring you back on again soon. Thank you so much, everyone listening live. And Rachel, where can people find you? I know you have a podcast too called The True Feminine that I was on not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And you have a huge Instagram following and everything. You want to let the ladies know where they can learn more about what you do? Yeah, totally. Um, I, like Helena said, I have a podcast. That's one of my main platforms. Instagram and podcasts are where I am mainly at. I also have a TikTok, but I can really actually teach more on Instagram and my podcast because uh, TikTok very, it limits you, you know, it's, you have a shorter time to kind of get points across. Um, but yeah, I would say my Instagram and my podcast. And again, the name is just the true feminine um, on Instagram. It's the underscore true underscore uh, feminine underscore. So um, that's one way. And then, you know, I, I have a, live program I run. I do offer one-on-one coaching and, um, I have a lot more stuff. Like I I'll do like one-off masterclasses. So I have one of those coming up. Uh, it's a two day masterclass. So, um, I have a lot of different things I'm always running. So if you, anybody who's listening and you want to tap in and, you know, learn similar things to what Helena teaches, I know we both have the same coach ourselves. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we were both trained by a Rory Ray, who, by the way, I'm going to be interviewing here on Bullhorn this Thursday at 12 o'clock time, 3 p.m. Eastern. So mark your calendars. I know everyone's going to want to join us for that. Rory's amazing. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, Rachel yes. and I are so aligned in what we teach. We went through the exact same training. And something that's really unique about Rachel is I hope I'm you're still offering this as I'm saying it is you still offer single sessions, right? Yeah. Because I, I hear from so many women who just want like a quick laser coaching session or two. And yeah. it's hard for me to know where to refer them because most coaches have these like big packages with like a six month commitment and obviously very expensive, but Rachel still offers single coaching sessions. So if you're listening to the replay of this, I'll include a link to where you can schedule a coaching session with Rachel. That'll be the first link. I'll also include links to your podcast and your Instagram and anywhere else where they can find you and get a hold of you. Make sure to let Rachel know that you found her through me because I know your mm-hmm. schedule probably going to fill up so quickly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy to include that because I just think that this is such important information that women need to know. It's kind of the opposite of how we've been brought up, conditioned to think and be in the world. And just getting back to these poll results, it looks like most people said it depends on the situation in terms of mm-hmm. receiving. And the response that got the second most votes was it's somewhat difficult to receive. 
Some people said it's very difficult. So I think this is really important. I'm glad that I was right about that. I had a feeling everybody would say it depends on the situation because mm. yeah, it can be easy to do this with men. We don't really feel it for, right? <laughs> That's why we have to build that muscle. So when the right one comes along, you're ready and you're not going to throw all your walls up and then he can't even get close to you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I know. This topic is like so, oh my gosh, it's so layered. There's so much depth to it, but I hope that, you know, what we discussed is helpful to get you guys kickstarted. Absolutely. So thank you everyone for joining live. Rachel, thank you so much. I will be back again tomorrow, Wednesday at two o'clock PM Pacific, five o'clock PM Eastern. And then of course, Rory Ray, I'll be interviewing on Thursday. And I believe my husband and I will be back on Friday. So make sure to check the Bullhorn homepage and, you know, click remind me on all the live broadcasts you want to join. And if you're listening to the replay of this on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else where you're listening to this, if you'd like to join me for my live broadcast, where you can get your personal questions answered. I'll include a link to download the Bullhorn app. It's totally free. You guys are going to love it. So you can join me. I'm going to be going live almost every day this month. So Rachel, thank you so much again. This was amazing. And thanks to all the ladies listening live or listening on the replay. And I hope to talk with you again soon. Awesome. Bye. Thanks so much, Helena. So fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.